Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. It's that time of week, everybody, here on Friday morning here in the Kane Gang Radio Show. Uh, appreciate everybody getting ready to tune in. we got a great show uh, set up for today. Um, you know, as always, we're here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Got the Dirty Bird, actually not in the 772 area this today, but he's over there in the 305, repping in the Gables. Bird, the 305, baby. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Hey, listen, man. So we got a we got a big show tonight. We got some uh, we got some guests coming on. Uh, we got our, our partner uh, Michael Coy uh, potentially joining us a little later in the show. And uh, but first and foremost, man, you know, again, it's the Can Gang Show. We always like to bring on former canes if we can and uh um one that i I have set up for tonight man and today is is a really good dude man um you know part of that 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 special era from the you know the 2000 to 2003 you know you know time frame um so let's welcome to the show um mr number 36 mo sykes or you listen we can call him mo we can call him sykes we can call him the henny god you know, listen, ah. Black McLovin, like whatever you want to call him, man. I don't know. That's that boy 3-6. What's, what's yeah. good, man? Man, trying to live, trying to live, man. So, so, Mo, let me ask you, man. What's up with the Henny God? Talk to me about that, man. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It, it just kind of turned into that. Like, it, it started, started drinking and, and, and enjoying, and then I started collecting. So, once I started collecting, you know, build up the collection, and then, you know, I was getting stuff that nobody had and then getting it before people had it. So, I mean, it just – then once – um, I think the first person that called me that probably what might have been DJ. Um, was this post-college post or, or – Oh, yeah, or definitely. Post, oh, okay. Yeah, definitely post-college. Yeah, yeah. You don't, have no, you don't have no money in college. You can't buy nothing. <laughs> I mean, it, you don't get no collection of nothing. You get a collection of grass stains. That's about it. But, um, yeah, after, after college, you know, it, it picks up and then – it just trans- transformed into that. So let me give you my experience with, with, with Henny, right? So I've only had one shot of Henny, and that was a couple of years ago. We rolled up the tally, and uh, all my boys from La Familia, Kane boys, we're all sitting there over there in the convention center. And they're like, Cole, man, if you don't take a shot of Henny, you ain't got hair on your woo-woo-woo. And I'm like, man, hold up, man. You trying me in front of everybody oh, now? Man. So, bro, you're talking about, like, just the heat that went down the throat? Yeah. It was definitely something fierce, bro. That that is so not me. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's definitely a quiet taste. I, I I had it in college, and I vowed never to drink it again because it did burn. It burned my whole chest, the whole chest. But then, as as you you know, as an adult, you don't drink for the same reason you drink as a kid, you know, or, or twenty one year old. Like I'm not Ooh. taking shots of henny. I drink henny. So you know what I mean, like a little sips. Uh, yeah, you you taking the sips. You know that that shot stuff, man. That's 20 years ago easy Ooh. easy 20 years ago not no more man we i mean it had to be a real good occasion for me to be doing that and i'm home probably 90 <laughs> i'm home you know yeah. my boy uh my boy jay land you know jay land boy he's mm-hmm. a drinker boy he he, lo- he loves that stuff too man i just again like you said it's an acquired taste and you know some people love it some people don't like it yeah um, 
I had my choice of having it one time and I probably won't have it again. So, <laughs> and that's usually how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> so, so Mo, let me talk to you a little bit, man. I mean, obviously you came to the university of Miami, um, when it was, it was rolling. It was like, it was the Mecca. I mean, obviously you played in Dade County, you played at pace, highly recruited kid, um, went to Miami and just like to start, like, let me ask you this. When, when you, committed to Miami and you saw all those DBs out were there and, and bro, I'm telling you, I can just roll off a list. You know what I mean? You, you know, you got your Eds and your J Lou's and Fitzgerald's and rumps and blades and, you know, you know, so on and so forth, man, you know, book. And then, you know, Antrail came afterwards and Greg three, like what made you want to go to Miami? Was it because of just the culture that was there just to make yourself better because obviously, you know, again, competition, you know, makes you better. Right. So what was one of the key factors in you deciding to go to Miami? Um, I mean, I, I grew up in Miami. So, you know, if, if I was going to play at a school, I was going to play for Miami and then, um, you know, competition, you know, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't look at, I never looked at the depth chart, you know, probably would have been smart. You know, I, I think that's what the kids do now for some reason, but, I um I didn't look at the depth chart to see who was there. You know, I didn't know any, I didn't even know wherever he was, you know. But um obviously when you get there, you know, you obviously baptize very quickly and you understand that it's not you're not in high school anymore. I mean, we all come in as 17, 18 year old immature, you know, kids who think, you know, we the best, you know, we the best, because you have to have that kind of mentality. So that's what I went there with. And, you know, you know, you you, you make it you make the best with, with what you got. And that competition that's there is going to either make you a dog or make you run, you know, so that, that's it. You know, and, and, and you say that, and, and I think that's key because, again, so last week we had Joel Rodriguez and we had Quatrain Hill on, and, and they bring up that same type of thing, man. Back then, it's not like today. Like, again, we can get into that too a little bit later, but, like, back then, like, and, again, you played hurt. Like, according to them, like, you didn't want to come off the field even for a water break because you didn't know if you were getting back on the field. Yeah, you wasn't going to play again. Yeah, it was a chance you wasn't going to play again. You know, and, and that's where, like I said, you were you came into the University of Miami in that era where, like, it literally just kind of unfolded. I mean, it was a great run. So everybody talks about that 2001 class being probably the, the, the greatest team ever assembled per se, right? I look at that, and again, I argue with people because I look at that 2000 class. And that 2000 class was just different. You know what I mean? You're talking guys like Santana and Reggie. And, and to me, no disrespect to Ray Lewis, but the greatest linebacker to ever come out of Miami, I feel, is Dan Morgan. Like what mm -hmm. Dan Morgan did on that field and what he did week in and week out was something special. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you had that you had to slip up in Washington the first game of the season. We all know the story. Kind of got screwed by the BCS. Would have played Oklahoma in 2000, you know, things like that in the Orange Bowl. Um what are some of your fondest memories about playing at the University of Miami? Um, I, I remember when <laughs> I kind of kind of knew that it was different. I, I, and it's funny you bring up Dan. Um, I was a true freshman, and I got moved from uh, – I, I didn't really have a position when I got recruited. I just was recruited as an athlete, and athlete. then they told me, you know, yeah, you're going to play safety. And I'm like, all right, cool. And they said – well, you got to gain about 20 pounds. And I was like, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I came in, I, I weighed 179 at the weigh-in when I came in. So they're like, yeah, you got to gain like 20 pounds. I'm like, cool. So when you start, when we start out and um, we were in fall camp and, and um, I think maybe Blaze might've been hurt and, and 
J. Lou was out doing something, and, and it was me and Ed on the field for some reason. And I'm like, holy crap. So they run a screenplay, and I never forget the screenplay. It was James Jackson, Catch the Screen. Dan is right by me. Um, I mean, we went we went the exact wrong way. Dan is right by me. And we're, um, let's say if we're, you know, in the linebacker area. Man, this cat, okay, they catch the ball on the other side of the field where we are. So let's say I'm on the left side with Dan and, you know, they, they throw the ball to the right side. <laughs> Dan puts his foot in the ground, turns around, and he makes the play, you know, 30 yards downfield. And I'm like probably still like almost standing where I was. <laughs> And this guy had already made the play. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, what the hell did I just get into? Because, I mean, this guy, I, I had never seen that, you know, not up close, you know, a, a player that could probably, um, you know, change the course of a game that quickly. And I, and I don't, I, again, I don't remember where Ed was. I don't remember what nobody was. I remember when Dan and I was because we were right next to each other. And it was, a, I'll never forget, screenplay James Jackson. And James Jackson, his nickname was Rabbit. So he was super fast, mm -hmm. you know. And this cat took off and he was, you know, about to score and he was going, he was scoring easy. And then, <laughs> then when it got him and you said to yourself, you're like, well, Dan is not that fast. He's not fast as James. So how did he get him? Well, he had the dog in him. So, you know, it's certain people that the speed, the measurables, all of that stuff don't matter to them. The only thing that matters is, is that they got to make a play. And he was one of those people. That's awesome, man. You know, if it, for 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 me, a certain play with you stands out. I think for a lot of Hurricanes fans, man, from uh, from back in 2002, that 99 yard interception return up in Gainesville, man. But uh -huh. you know, what what I mean for you, what's what play stands out the most? Like when you think about your career here, man. Like what what stands out, man? Um, when I think about plays, man, I, I honestly, I, I I think about the the play with Greg, uh, not Greg, with um with Glenn Sharp. When we um against uh, Ohio State, so I mm. think about that the 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 game is over and it, it is it's just it's crazy because you know you it's so much built up it's so much work to get to be called a champion and and we had done it and you know a new a new secondary a new team you know I, I felt like our defense was comparable to that um team before and I felt like we had earned it like we felt like we had earned it and and then for the you know the flag to come out you know we all we all know the story or whatever um that's the play that really stands out to me because i mean i think that it changed the course of careers people's yes. lives you know yes. um, absolutely so no that's the that's the play that stands out so much to me because i i remember i mean i remember it being on the field and and just thinking to myself i'm like holy crap man we back to back yeah you know and yeah. we and we had done it so um yeah, that's that's the play that probably stick out the most to me. I mean, the Florida the play, you know, the Florida play, you put any of our DBs in the same position, they make that play. So that's not, you know, I mean, everybody, you but know, you were I, gone, and, and bro. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful that it was me and and I'm thankful that I got the chance to help the team, yeah. but you make any you put any of our DBs in that in that position, and they're going to make that play. I mean, so that's that's that wasn't um anything um, you know, so, so much, but that 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 Fiesta Bowl thing, that, that sticks out yeah. very deeply with me. It sticks out with all of us, man, For believe me, man. But, what I mean, kind of what was the mood in the locker room after that, man? I mean, were you guys angry? Were you, were you sad? I mean, what, you know, you what was going fish. through y'all's heads? Yeah, I mean, were you pissed? <laughs> were you ready to go back out there and, 
you know, yoke Terry Porter out of that locker room? Or I mean, I, I, I just remember being shocked. I mean, like, if we play that same Ohio State team 10 times, knowing that they had beaten us that game, we beat them 10 times by four touchdowns. Easy. Yep. Because we just, I, I believe, shocked. Because that team had no no reason to even be on the field with us. I mean, yeah. we gave up five five turnovers. We, we didn't play well. All of these things happen. You know, the unfortunate thing happened with Willis. You know, we a lot of crap. And yeah. it took double overtime. You know what I mean? Like, it was it, it was their day. You know, it was their day. Um, I think, you know, they had help and all of that good stuff. But if we play them 10 times, that same team, and we play that same team 10 times, we beat them 10 times easy, four touchdowns, knowing that we could lose because you didn't think that there was no chance. I mean, Maurice Claret wasn't beating nobody. No. You know what I mean? No. The quarterback. Craig Krenzel. Yeah, yeah. The quarterback wasn't beating nobody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we wasn't – our thing was that we wasn't giving up anything to Claret because, you yeah. know, if Claret got going, then that would give them momentum. He never got going. You know, no. the, you know, he had a, pl- a couple of plays here and there, but he never got going. The, the quarterback's legs helped them out tremendously. You know, obviously they got, you know, some turnovers here and there and, and stuff like that, but – you know, it, it is what it is. Right. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things like here it is, you know, 19 years ago, you're looking back and being like, you know what? And, and you made a key point, which I think is important. Like, I, I do truly believe what you said was I think that game changed people's careers, people's yeah. livelihoods. You know, I mean, look what happened with Glenn Sharp, you know, a couple years later, you know, and, you, yeah. know, you know, and again, the defense throughout the whole year, like the defense was so stellar that game. Obviously the offense turned the ball over a couple times inside their own 30, you know, Dorsey kind of had a bad game there. Let me ask you this question though, obviously being a defensive side, you know, on the defense side of the ball, when Dorsey got hurt, obviously, you know, he came back in. Um, do you think it would have been more advantageous to keep Crudup in there um, instead of bringing Dorsey back in knowing that Dorsey just got his bell rocked or, you know, what would, what's your take or do you really didn't care about that? No, nah, I mean, Dorsey was the general. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't going to war without your general. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love Derek too, but uh, I mean, if if they said that Dorsey could play, you know, then you put Dorsey back in the game. I don't care what nobody say because he he was that good, and and you know he didn't have a good game, you know, or if if that's what the, the perception is that he didn't have a good game, I'll take Dorsey every game. Yeah. over probably any quarterback that I've I mean, ever. listen, 38 and two in his career. I mean, obviously yeah. look, you know, and, and no, again, I like to, I like to paraphrase this and like no disrespect to like Kenny Kelly, you know, but when Kenny got hurt at Vatek and Dorsey came in and then he took a beating that game and then he just went forward. Like yeah. you can, you can just see the makeup of the and mentality of, you know, Ken Dorsey. Um, you know, you play with some great people, man. And I'm sure you're still close to a lot of guys, obviously, you know, when you be so one of my favorite games that I like to talk about is it's not the Florida game, even though it was a Florida game, but the same year in 02, we went up to Tennessee and played Tennessee. And yeah. if you remember, first play of the game, I think it's Cedric Houston, like he yeah. was gone. And I think it was Sean who it was took Ke- it was uh it was Kelly Jennings and Sean that court. Yeah, they talked him at like the five yard line. And yeah. then listen, you only they, they ended up only settling for three, and then there was a wrap after that. Like the makeup yeah. of you guys, like that mentality was, look, you guys aren't scoring on us. I mean, listen, you gave them every opportunity from the first play of the game to set the tone up in Tennessee, but no, it wasn't happening. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, re- I remember that play too because of uh, 
it was, I mean, I, I, I took it because that's what we supposed to do. Um, but uh, Howard Clark and I ended up in the same hole and one of us was wrong. So I leave are it at saying, that. Are you saying 45 was wrong or are you saying 36 no, no, was wrong? No, no, no. That's, my, that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. We, we, we teammates. I'll just say one of us was wrong. We was in the wrong, we was in the wrong hole. Um, I did have a chance to make the play. I didn't make the play. The guy got loose and then Sean and Kelly, um, they got him. And then yeah. from then on, we we you know we we always rap. do we we all do man for man we you know I I, I said hey I should have made the play no problem they not scoring and then from then on it was like I mean shut down I think they went down to like two or three quarterbacks or something like that like one guy got knocked out the other guy was hurt he came back and I mean it was we was just got the D line was eating that day like yeah. they were eating everything uh, big big uh big Vince just was eating um i remember andrew all of them guys was eating so it was i mean it was easy to play in the secondary when you got guys like that like you know you just got some real real cats that's that's mean you know yeah. like they they was real nasty and um i don't even think they did anything i don't think they got past the 40 after that you know, no, I, no. I really don't think so. Um, and they, I mean, you know, I, I know these people always talk about the SEC and stuff like that, but who cares? Um, I don't believe that Tennessee was a good team. You know, I, right. I just didn't believe that. I mean, the next year they ended up beating us in the Orange Bowl. Then the score was like 10 to 6. We couldn't 10, score 6. anything. You know, we yeah. couldn't we couldn't do anything um, at all on offense. But, you know, I just didn't think they was a very good team at all. Yeah. Well, let's do this real quick, Bird. We got to take a quick break. Uh, we're chopping up here with number 36, Mo Sykes. We'll be right back here in the K-Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Give us about 30 seconds. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. 
If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here in the Kane Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145, chopping it up with former alumni. Mr. Number 36, Mo Sykes. You know, and, and Mo, going back to the Tennessee game, like, again, so the following year coming back in the OB, like, I remember that game too, man. And you're right, it was 10-6. And, again, we had an opportunity to, you know, have a chance to win the game. Sean, you know, unfortunately, you know, fumbled a punt. Um, you know, but listen, that's how the cookie crumbles, right? Yeah, you know, there, trying to make a, a play. Listen, a play, and, and you can't knock anybody for that, right? Like, no. you, you can't. Um, but there was – let me tell you, man, like, what was it like as you obviously you were a younger cat in 2000 2001 you know 2002 you were kind of the upperclassman and then you started seeing some of the young guys what was your role to help mentor those guys um, obviously Antrell came in Brandon Merriweather's came in the Glenn Sharps came in the Greg Threats like what was like how did you take that like now you're the upperclassman like what was kind of some of the advice or some of the things that you were trying to give back to the some of the younger guys um i, I think i think that for 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 me, you know, because I was never one of the biggest or the fastest or the strongest or anything like that. It was just to play, you know what I mean? Like to always play, you know, and even if you made a mistake, you know, you make a mistake 100 miles an hour as opposed to you make a mistake because you're scared. Um, I got it, you know, I, I had the opportunity, like you said, to play with some some great guys, like some all-time greats. And the the best thing for for me was to – make sure that I did my job. So if I had to tell Greg three anything, or if I had to tell Brandon anything, or if I had to tell Sean or anybody, I had to make sure I knew my job before I said anything to them. Because if you are one of the guys that's always telling people what to do and you don't do your job, I mean, nobody's listening to you at all. So for me, it was just simple. Just, you know, know my job. I mean, I, I just, I had the opportunity to learn the defense. I knew the defense. Um, I knew what everybody was doing, but if I didn't do my job, none of that mattered because they wasn't going to listen to me if I wasn't doing my job. Right. You know, uh, hold on, Bert. Let me ask one more question real quick. Sorry about that. On the flip side, obviously being in the, uh, in the secondary, you guys had some, some big receivers uh, and tight ends on the other side of the ball. Like how was it like trying to guard or trying to cover like the shockies and the Winslow's and the Andre Johnson's, you know, and guys like that? Um. I mean, first of all, you you you're not really you know you're not really guarding those guys. I mean, let's 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 just be frank. Um, Andre going to be in the Hall of Fame, you know. Jeremy, you know, six five two sixty. You know, Kat, um, Kellen, he you know he was more of a receiver than a tight end, but he was strong and fast. You know, Santana, Reggie, you know, uh, Daryl Jones, you know, Kevin Beard, you know. You know, I could go down a list of people right now for you. 
Um, some of those guys weren't weren't guardable, but it was like um, I remember my senior year when we played against um, Pittsburgh, and, and Larry Fitzgerald was like the the god, and everybody just was salivating over him. And our our game plan because we even though we could I could we could say hey, Trail, you go get him, or Sean, you go get him, or you know whoever go get him. We didn't have to do that. All we did was we said okay, we know the routes they like to do. We gonna we gonna bait them, and then we also we gonna beat them. So any if you go if somebody goes back and look at that film, I mean this guy come, coming off the line, he was always getting hit. You know he didn't ha- he never had a free release. Then when he was down the field, he was getting hit. You know what I mean we kept a body on him, and so going back to your point, those guys who we played with, you know, um, you having battles and you're learning that okay so Andre. You're not one on one in him and gonna beat him. You know what I mean? This guy's a four three guy. He's six three. He's a monster. Um, so what you do is we scheme him. You know, we scheme him. Okay, yeah, we're gonna let you get you know that three yard hitch and then we come in to hit you. Yeah. But you know when that takeoff, we can't give that up. So you know, yeah, we're gonna let Trail run underneath you, let you think you open, and then we're gonna have Sean coming over the top. And he's either going to hit you or he's going to intercept the ball. So um, scheme wise, we, we, you know, with those guys being so good, you had to do that. Um, the good thing is, is look at our secondary. We had so many guys that we could do that. You know, when you plan at a different school, you might not have that. You know, I might not have that opportunity to have an entrail role underneath a Kelly Jennings in the slot and a Sean Taylor over top. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not going to have that. I just, I just sped off the three first round picks to you. you know? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, no. so who, who, what, you know, how many schools are going to be able to do that where they're going to, yeah, you might have a good player, but you might, um, you, you're not going to have that. Yeah. And, and that's crazy. I mean, just think of all the talent. And like you said, like you just ramble off name after name after name. Another name that I was going to talk to you about is, is, Mr. Like never aging Frank Gore. Like, you know, again, so, and again, Mo, you, and I want to preface this again, you came in when you had the James Jacksons, the Najee Davenport's, the Clinton Portis's, the Willis McGahee's, the, you know, the Frank Gore's, the Quatrain Hills, the Jared Payton's like, what is it like, what is it about Frank that makes Frank Frank? <clears throat> well, I mean, easily hands down, Frank is the best back that I've ever played against. Easily. It's not it's not close. It's not um it's not close. I never got a chance to play with Edrin. Um that's the only one that I would say that um Both Hall be, of Famers. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that could be, you know, a one and a one eight. Um and that's not to take anything away from any of the backs that I play with because all of those game the all of those names you rattled off are um great guys and great backs. I mean, you know, Clinton Porter's 10,000 yards, you know, in the, in the league. Willis, you know, he was a monster. You know, Nijay played in the league. So you got all of those names that's great. But Frank G is a – that's a different animal right there. Um, Frank is a football player. Um, he was born to play football. He was born to run the ball. Um, before he – man, the thing is, is that people see him now and he's so different. But when, when we saw him without those knee injuries – it was like watching. It was like watching music while he, you know, wow. like you heard music while this man ran the ball, man. It wow. was like, like you, you want to hit him, but you like also watching. <laughs> you like, yo, what the, what the? I mean, he was, he was that good. Um, he doesn't get his due, you know. He doesn't get his due because at UM, 
Um, he got hurt and he didn't, um, you know, he, he might not have the stats some of the other guys have. And then in the league, he's been in the league so long. I mean, he's well-respected, obviously. Um, but, man, if you think about it, this this guy, is, he's had, like, what, three major knees? And Crazy. and he's still, he's still in the league. I mean, he's going to play this year. Yeah. Did you match he's, up with him in high school at all? Um, no, I didn't play. Um, no, he's, he's, I think he's like two years behind me. Yeah. Okay. I want to say he's two. I didn't know two. if your paths crossed, man. Cause sometimes no. man, when we have people on here, man, sometimes you guys man. battled in high school, but I, but I was at UWM and you know, obviously Gables is right there. So it was like, yeah. man, it's running back at Gables, man. This guy's the truth. And, and I saw him play in high school, man. And, and yeah. I mean, I, I seen him rip through somebody for like four, 400, like it was nothing. And I'm like, Whew. You you know that he's the only person on the team, right? Like he's the only guy. <laughs> For and, real, man. Oh. And, and and I'm talking about they plan the big schools. You know they they are a big school, but they they weren't known for football. You know back in the days they were, but not not anytime in in any of our you know um, lifetimes. And man, they were they were playing teams. You know, Carroll City Centrals, the Northwesterns. You know. Well, and only because of Frank. I know, I know, uh, Velma was on defense, but man, Frank, Frank is a legend. He's a legend. He's a he's a Day County legend. You know, obviously, he's a um, UM legend. Um, he's going to be a NFL Hall of Famer very soon. Whenever he decides to stop playing, I don't know when that's going to be. You know, what I mean, I don't <laughs> know. hey, his no, kid's going to make it. His kid's yeah. going to make it to the NFL with him, man. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, him, him and his son is going to be playing in the backfield together, and it's going to be crazy, but. It, it's he doesn't get the, the justice that he um, he really deserves because yeah. Frank is really really good. Like I'm, I, I don't want to I don't want to diminish humble that. Guy. No, he's yeah. a humble. Yeah. Oh no, like one hundred percent one of the most humblest guys. So I was yeah. I went to yeah. dinner a couple months ago and we're down at Prime One Twelve. Obviously, look, I've been around the program a long time. A lot of people know who I am. You know, blah blah blah. I see Frank. It's probably about six thirty, six forty five. You know, I kind of I park right out front. I see Frank walk out, you know, he just nonchalantly walks out. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, what's up, Frank? He looks, looks over. He's like, what's up, D? You know, gives me a little pound, pound, and then, you know, just keeps it moving. But, like, he's so humble and he's so, like, so to himself. He's, like, reserved, right? Like, he's not flashy. He's not flamboyant. You no. know, he's just one of those guys that he's down to earth. It's about him. It's about his family. It's about doing his job and just keeping and it moving. It. Yeah, well, they say even he's 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 the oldest guy on the team when he was in Buffalo with Devin Singletary. And I saw a Devin Singletary interview the other day, and Devin was like, "Yo, this dude is the first one in. He is the hardest worker on the team. You know, he's the last one off the practice field. And that's just that's what he told. Him. I guess I guess you know Devin asked him yep. for advice, and Frank just told him it's a hard work, young man. That's it, hard it's work. It. That's all that gets it done, man. You know, that's that's that Swayze mentality, right, Mo? Yeah. Talk to me about yeah, that Swayze. Tell me about that Swayze mentality. We always ask everybody about that Swayze mentality. Uh, man, Swayze, Swayze, that's another legend, man. I mean, you know, yeah. we talk about the players and stuff like that. I don't think that, I don't think that the program would have took off like it did if he didn't come back and he wasn't the um, the strength coach because it wasn't just him being a strength coach. He was also um, giving life advice. You know, um, you had you saw the struggles of, you know, even him telling you about his past of him, you know, going to school and, and, and not doing what he's supposed to do and then coming back and then going to UM and then, you know, going to Houston and come like he, he showed you the progression of life, you know, and then he talked about it. And then 
the things that he will put into motion, he will, you know, hey, we're going to run 24 110s today because, you know what, I don't want it to be any game where you get into a game and somebody's going to outrun you or somebody's not outrun you, but, you know, have more energy or they're going to have um, more stamina than you. Man, and, and I remember plenty of people, myself included, throwing up, giving up your whole life on the field because, you know, he will work you so hard, especially in the summer, especially in the summer um, to make that to make that um, we you know, we had a poster to make the poster. I mean, that wasn't no that wasn't no, no, you know, no gimme. Nobody didn't get that. You you earned that. And if you mm-hmm. if you saw a guy wasn't on that poster, I'll tell you right now, he, he definitely didn't play. You know, guys didn't play if you weren't on that poster. So he he had a mentality of, you know, you know, either you with us or you against us. And and most of the guys got with it because they knew that if you if you didn't do it, you know, somebody else was, and then you was gonna get left behind. Legend. Yeah, it's crazy because you know, like, you know, we we've had you know multiple people we've had santana on the show we've had t good on the show you know quatrain joel we had melvin bratton on a couple weeks ago and you know again even talking with mel you know that brotherhood that you guys that you guys have right obviously it's that canes for life it's that bond that obviously fans will never understand truly what that bond is right like who's one of your closest to this day teammates from back then um i I don't have a closest. I have a group of guys that, you know, obviously the DBs, we still, you know, keep in contact. Um, a lot of the guys that still live here, um, we keep in contact and stuff like that. I grew up with Andre Johnson. We grew up on the same street. So um, seeing him, you know, he he, he doesn't live. Uh, he was living in Houston, obviously. But um, I don't keep in contact like that with them because, I mean, everybody got a life now. You know what yeah. I mean? But obviously – the, it's just like um, a friend you haven't seen in a long time, you know, um, just that we we continue to call each other brothers. So if I see them out, yeah, we're going to chop it up for 45 minutes if I haven't seen you in, in forever. And we'll we'll sit there and we'll reminisce and we'll talk crap and, you know, how your kids, how this going on, how this going on. Um, but I mean, like just, oh, you know, I mean, I'm so far removed from playing football that, you know, I don't I don't have the same, you know, kind of um circle anymore so uh that makes it a little bit different but once i see you know my my guys i I just actually left a trip i came um just got back in town i went on a trip it was kareem and i kareem brown and um yeah you know what i mean so you know you see you see guys and you know and no we didn't have plans on going on a trip together but we was on a trip and then he's like oh you going on a trip i'm like yeah i'm going on a trip he's like all right and then when we get there and obviously it's like okay this is my boy so you know you take care of me i'll take care of you so i mean i think that that's really uh, th- that bond but that bond comes from you you seeing it's it's almost like the military and i think that that's why people put so much um emphasis on sports and military being so much alike mm-hmm. even though it's war it's, it's not war football is not war you know nobody dies you know what i mean football is not that however what it is is in the in the military and basic training they break you all the way down they break you down to build you up and in in essence that's what football does you know the two days the mini camps, the 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 football games, those things are, you know, you tearing them down. And then when you get to the end of the tunnel, end of the season, championship, you know, caliber teams, that's what, where you, you see that, wow, look, this is my brother right here with me that went through, you know, hell and back. 
and he's right here. And that's why that comes back, you know, 20 years later, you know, 30 years yeah. later, you see guys that play together and they like, yeah, man, I remember that time when Swayze ran us in the sandpit <laughs> and then all of those conversations start. Jeez. That brotherhood, man. That brotherhood. So check this. We're going to go. We got another quick break. I'm sorry to do this to you, Mo. We have to go to break. We have the sponsors, you know, all that other good stuff that we have to yeah. do here on radio. So we'll give us a couple of seconds. We'll be back here in the Kang Gang radio show, chopping it up, and then you get some good stories here from uh, number 36, Mo Sykes. Uh, give us about 30 seconds, and we'll uh, we'll catch you back here in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We pushing on, we pushing on here in the Kane Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. You know, there's there's nothing like talking to former alumni because I always like to ask this question. And and again, Mo, if if you don't want to answer it, by all means, no pressure. How do you feel about the the progress of the Miami Hurricanes at this moment? Like, what's your take on on our team? And again, I just want truth, right? Because obviously you're somebody who wore that helmet who put it out there on Green Tree, who put it out there at the OB. What do you see with our program today? Um, like I was saying before, I'm, I'm so far removed and and not really, you know, my, my understanding. I used to hate when people used to come back and used to be like, oh, man, back in my day, we used to. And I'm like, yo, your day is gone, dog. Like, it's just gone. <laughs> forget, forget about that. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I will say that. Um, I'm disappointed that they aren't better. You know, um, I, I think that they, they have the ability to be better. I, I think that the Al Golden era really, really hurt the program. Um, but I also think that it's a, it's a, um, an effect of the world now that we live in, you know, if I, if something happened right now in Switzerland and it was something big, you would know about it within, you know, maybe a couple minutes, maybe, you know, 30 minutes the most. Um, as opposed to when I was growing up, um, for something to happen in Switzerland, I didn't know what Switzerland was. You know what I mean? Like, so I bring, I say that to say this, the kids now, um, the number one recruits, the the guys that play in Dade County, the guys that um, are, you know, from Florida, they don't want to go to the Miamis anymore. They don't want to go to Florida States or Florida anymore. You know, I want to go somewhere else. You know, I want to go, I want to see something else. Right. Um, and then it doesn't help that, you know, when was the last really good Miami team, you know, that was consistently good. Um, you know, my, my son is 10 years old and he, he's never seen it. You know, he's never seen a consistently good Miami team. So yeah, mm-hmm. he tells me all the time that daddy, I want to go, I want to go to the U. I want to go to the U. But he wants to go to the U because of me, like because right. of that's what that, that's what I did, and and I take him to the games and stuff like that. But let's say if you are, 
you're a player who, yeah, you went to the U, but now you live in North Carolina or now you live in Alabama or now you live in, you know, California or something. They're not getting it. Of course, we're still here. So we we get the chance to go to the games and he still gets to see it. And, and yeah, I have friends and we talk about it, things like that. But, you know, a kid, you know, the, the they were talking about the American Heritage team um, that had like six guys drafted or something <laughs> crazy like that. And the corners, the, the two big corners, you know, one one corner played his his dad played for the Dolphins, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then the other kid, um, I know he was thinking about Miami, then end up going to Georgia. Back in the, yeah, back yeah. in the day, that wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In in my day, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to Georgia. I don't know how I mean, just my personal opinion. I'm not I would never play for Alabama. I would never go to Alabama. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference in mentality now. And that's the difference in um, the the thought process of the kids. Alabama has won eight championships in the last like 11 years. Like everybody wants to be associated with a winner, but um, I, I don't, I, I don't think like the kids here now is like, well, Miami is there and that's cool. Yes. You know, yeah, I like Miami or you'll hear the parents say, yeah, I want my son to go to Miami. But the kid is like, yo, I want to go, you know, Georgia Tech. Or I want to go, you know, I want to go to North Carolina. I want to go, you know, I want to go to VTech. I want to go to some of these other schools that weren't getting the players. You know what I mean? Like, you know, guys wasn't even thinking about visiting some of these schools. And now you get a guy who, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the um, linebacker that plays for Tampa Bay. Um, He went to Northwestern. Yeah, Levante David. And he ended up in Nebraska. You know, like, why would you go to Nebraska? Like, why? <laughs> First of all, Nebraska Nebraska haven't been good, like, since 96. Like, why would you go to Nebraska? <laughs> but now it's the kids want to see something different. They, 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 Some people run it from homes, like bad homes, you know? Yeah. So people, I think that sometimes we don't put all of that into play anymore because we think, oh, it's UM. You need to go to UM because it's UM. Yeah, I'm going to say that. But – like, what if you at home and, and, and you're in a bad situation? You know, um, what if you're at home and, and it's not a home and you live outside of the home just to survive? Why wouldn't you leave? Yeah. I would, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So the state of the program to me could be better. I, I, I you know, I definitely believe so. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a defensive guy. So the first thing I'm going to go to, you know, is defense. I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on with. Um, the linebackers, I don't understand the whole rotation thing with the DBs either. Like, why why do they come out and, and stuff like that? I mean, D-linemen is a little bit different because, you know, you got big guys that need breaks. And, and, and But even still, like, um, the DNs last year, they was rotating so much. And I'm like, well, how do you get into a rhythm? How do you get a feel for the game if every three or four plays or five plays you're coming out? Um, yeah. I never – I don't understand that. I don't know if it's scheme, you know, um, you know, I don't study film anymore, so I couldn't tell you. I can tell you a lot of the crap that I see when I see them play. That looks really bad. You know, some of the positions they put the, the linebackers in, especially when you have little linebackers, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, again, you know, um, I, I, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm, I'm really optimistic about this year. The schedule sets up well. Right. Um, I'm, the DBs. You know they 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 look good. The 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 D line. You know they got some playmakers there. Linebackers. I'm you know I'm still a little iffy on. Um, but I'm optimistic this year. You know I, I'm I'm not. You know I'm not gonna rah rah you and talk about undefeated. 
but I definitely think that they have a good chance to have a, a great season. They yeah. just got to put it all together. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the funny thing is here it is four months away from opening against Alabama, right? Like to me, we've been show, like so shell-shocked, you know, again, even last year, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, you know, Clemson. Like we don't compete, you know, yeah. like that's the thing. Like I don't care. That's Alabama. Alabama's going to be Alabama. That's not going to change until Nick Saban probably, you know, gets – Barry, yeah, but you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, make it competitive. Like that's the problem with the university of Miami over the last maybe 10 years, man. We just, all these big games, we just can't be competitive. Like just don't get embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that, that has, it has, I, I, I don't know if it's the culture, but I know that um, I think that when they play teams like that, like some of the teams you said, or, or a quote unquote big game. Cause I didn't think Oklahoma State was good at all. I, I, I just looking at them, they didn't look good. Even even though they got, you know, they they went up like um twenty one nothing. Twenty one nothing. I really, I really thought it was scheme. Like they they scheme you when like I don't know what the defensive coordinator was doing. I, I don't know if he had already got his check from um, Bro, LSU. One hundred percent. I mean, you can't um, play a soft zone and give up four yard slants all game. That's what they were doing. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't understand that, but the North Carolina game, man, I'm yeah, I don't even know what you say to that because you got bullied. You, you I mean, whoever you want to say, you know, would scheme or or you know the lucky strike, they got bullied. They got they got they butt beat. You know, I mean, I want to say something better, but I just don't. You know, I don't know. If <laughs> I can. True. We're taking it. They got they they got they butt beat, and I, um, I think that they. They they um game planned a hundred percent incorrectly. I think that they thought that North Carolina, thinking that um Al Blaze Jr. was out, was gonna try to attack the secondary. And, and North Carolina said, you know what? These linebackers looking real smallish, and we got some big linemen. And UM's um, I guess the advantage would be the D line against their O line, you know. Pass rush wise, but maybe not run, not run, um, run game. And the run game, they came out and they said, "Yeah, we're gonna punch you in the mouth, and we're gonna see if this works. And if it works, we're gonna, we're gonna just stump on you." And they did. They ran for like, like what, eighty five hundred yards, yards? six hundred yeah. yards. Oh, like that, <laughs> I, yeah. was, I thought it was like eighty five hundred, oh. but yeah, it, it was bad. Oh, it it was felt bad. like it. It felt like it every damn it time. Looked like it. Ball, looked like you know, it, did, man. And if you watch the draft, if you watch the draft the other night, they showed Michael Carter and, and Javante oh. Williams. Like everything was like Amari Carter getting trucked, you know. Pain, pain. <laughs> and, and again, you know, those things happen. I mean, I, you know, everybody's gonna get. But it just was a constant, like a, a constant beating. <laughs> that that game was just a beating, like the whole thing. I I could picture it in my head, and and every time they wear those black uniforms, they always try to go to these black uniforms. Like every time I see those black uniforms, I'd be like, oh, well, this ain't gonna be a good one for UM because they never ever <laughs> play with those black uniforms on. They always put them on, and they get embarrassed. I mean, somebody do the, the, the statistics for them because it happens. So I, I I will say, 2017 we wore the Miami Knights against Notre Dame at the Rock, and yeah. and, and we and we literally just smoked them. Other than that, like really. So yeah, yeah. to your defense, I'm talking uh, about I'm talking about the percentages. Oh yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> on a low side. You know, and, yeah. and again back then it wasn't all about like uniforms. It was like, listen, man, we're just gonna line up. We're gonna play. 
us 11 against your 11. We're better. You know, you brought something up earlier that I thought was very, very key. You know, you bring up someone like Vince Wolfork, right? Like, I just feel the University of Miami hasn't had, since Vince, solid defensive tackles to take on double teams, to, you know, to allow your linebackers free reign and free roam because what happens is the guards get past the tackles. They get out on the second level. And like you said, our linebackers are too small to shed the blocks off of those guards that are getting onto the second level. You know, that's where the University of Miami has always been founded. You know, you go back to the Cortezes, the Saps, Russell Maryland's, Jerome Browns, Vince Woolforks. I mean, it's like, it's just that they were there. They created that havoc in the middle that allowed the Vilmas, the Morgans, you know, even Denzel, you know, was, was good. But like, you know, we have, we've been missing that solid defensive tackle for years on years. And, and I think that's the nucleus of your defense. Well, I mean, the issue, the issue again is, is um, obviously um, football has changed. Um, when all of those players you're talking about and in all of those years, and even my years when I played, we, we played a uh, four, three, you know what I mean? We played four three. We didn't, you know, there was no, we wasn't gonna um sugarcoat it. We we told you what we was doing. And we, you know, safeties, flat feet at 10, you know, corners, man, linebackers, and you know, inside the gap. And we had we had a three technique and you know, and a five, and, and then on the other side, you got a one and you got a five, and uh, it's time to play. And that's how we played. But now, I mean, honestly, I, I don't I don't know. I I, I want to say that they run like a five-two uh, with the they run the striker, striker thing. Yeah, yeah the striker. Like I want to say that's a five-two, which is almost like a five-three. I, I don't know what they're doing with that. Um, I don't really think that it has panned out. I thought that the the kid Carter, um, um, was probably the best guy to play striker for them. Mm-hmm. He should have never been played. He should have never been playing safety. He's not getting space, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had anybody else that could play the position as, as well as him. So maybe that was it. But going back to that Notre Dame game, that Notre Dame game was his freshman year, and he balled out in that game. Yeah. And he was playing striker. He wasn't playing safety. Mm-hmm. And when they moved him, I was like, man, maybe the kid just got, you know, really, really better. Because I saw him. He was big and stiff. He wasn't like he wasn't like the the 21, the um the other kid. The Bubba Bolden. Yeah, he's a – He's definitely, you know, more fluent. You see him, he moves like a safety. Um, five never gave me that moving like a safety. He moved like a linebacker. So yep. it's almost weird to me that now they're talking about moving him to strike. I'm like, well, he should have been a striker all along. <laughs> well, that's the exciting thing now that they've made some of these position changes on the defensive side of the ball, right? They're, they're common sense moves. You know, five going up to striker, right? Uh, Keontre Smith, uh, you know, going to a uh, going to linebacker, right? Linebacker. And, and Zach McLeod moving to defensive end, right? So those are all moves that are the right moves for for those guys. Like as as we've been looking for years and watching them and saying they're they're common sense moves. So I'm excited to yeah. see those play out this year. Yeah, but I mean, also you you can't you can't um you can't stagnate the process either. So like a, a guy like McLeod, who's a, a good kid and he's a a good player. Um, if there's a DN that's to his to his level or maybe like a little bit behind, I'm gonna be honest. I'm playing that kid. I mean, Zach McLeod is like um, what six years now. Yeah, I, I'm gonna play the other kid because I don't want to stagnate it. Um, definitely, if the kid from what did um, Williams, he's a fre- he's gonna be a freshman. James, James that, Williams. If that kid comes in and he can play, 
I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna stick him on the field somewhere. I don't care. Well, Wait. and that's that, that's key, right? And, and I've said this over over the course of our show. I don't care if you're a true freshman, a redshirt freshman, an upperclassman. You play your best players. You know, yeah. I go back to 2001 when we went up to Tallahassee. Ed Reed playing special teams. Sean Taylor playing special teams. Like you look at, like you play special teams. It's like yeah. you put your best athletes. You know, you look at someone like Seawalk, right? Like obviously he didn't get any playing time at linebacker or anything like that. But Carl Walker. He was a beast, you know, you know on special, special teams. Team. Like, yep. I mean, that, but now we want to throw guys that are walk ons. Oh, yeah, just go ahead and play kickoff coverage. No, I mean, you're like, sit on the bench. Like, you're not good enough to be on that field. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel we have to get back to, I don't care if, if he's your best player, he needs to be on kickoff return. Yeah, punt even, return. If he, <laughs> even if he doesn't know the scheme, he's, even if he's going to mess up because he's going to mess up, he's a freshman. Um, I want him messing up. And in the sense of he's going to run into a wall messing up as opposed to uh you save him for two and a half years yeah he got the scheme but now okay he has one good year and he's gone like yeah we just wasted you know or, the number one guy yeah or he doesn't get any burn he's like you know what i'm gonna go hit Believe. the portal yeah. i'm going yeah. to the portal now because you know yeah. what I, I didn't get no pt yeah, I'm going to go to the portal. <laughs> yeah, that's huge now. That's very huge. Do you think yeah. Do you think anybody back when you played would have that mentality about trying to go to a – if you guys had a portal back then, do you think anybody would have said, I'm going to the portal? And if they did, would you whoop their ass? Let me ask you that. <laughs> um, I mean, realistically, you got you to gotta probably feel like some people would have tried to leave. I don't think any of the core guys would have left. I mean, obviously, because obviously they played. But – um. I, I don't I don't see I can't think of nobody off the top of my head that would have left and would have wanted to go. You you would figure, oh well, you guys had twenty five hundred running backs and somebody would have wanted to leave to get playing time. But yeah, I don't know any of them that would have, you know. I mean I don't I don't I don't you know, I can't think of any of them that would have left. Um so probably not. I mean probably not, but <clears throat> Again, we're talking about different different type of cats. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like different different people. It's like um your granddad and your grandma saying, Oh, back in my day, it was different, you know, and, and it's the same. Like when, when I played, it was different. It was um guys was guys was fighters, you know what I mean? It was nothing for you to fight on the field in Green Tree and then you go in the locker room and everything is okay because it's like, yeah, yeah, we were fighting out there, but we brothers in here and you know, that is what it is. And yeah, me and you are fighting for the same position. And you know, I want to play, and you want to play. The best man going to play. But if it happens to be you, it's not like I'm going to hate you. I'm going to help you to to be the best. But I'm also going to be ready just in case you mess up, and then I got to step right in. Right. That's awesome, Mo. Well, Mo, thank you so much for uh, for your time today and and kicking it with Co and I here on the Can Gang Radio Show, man. Uh, we uh, we got to go. We got to pay some bills here, but. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, everybody's listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. We'll be back on the flip. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM, yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey Amen. Look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that. I call him Tonga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Aniga Manuel Apolo. Tonga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuala Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, everybody, here we go. Second hour on the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Dirty Bird, Co. And uh, that was a great, great interview with Mo Sykes. That was man. awesome. Bro, it was I'm awesome hanging you, out Mo, man. There's nothing like old heads, bro. I'm telling you. Like, there's just <laughs> like, listen, getting the inside scoop and just being able to talk and chop it up. Yeah. Speaking of chopping it up, let's bring one of our Slam brothers up, you know, joining the show right now, Mr. Mike McCoy from the Mike McCoy Show here on, on Sirius XM Slam Radio. You can catch him every Wednesday. Um, you know, Slam Radio Channel 145. Yo, Mike, what's good, man? Good morning, Jeff. Well, good morning. Good after. Good evening. Listen, it doesn't matter what time it is, bro. We're here. <laughs> what's going on, fellas? Cole Bird, what's up, man? Thanks for having how's me on. Going, again. bro. Chilling. Good to see you, man. Yes, so sir. So we just had a we had a great interview with Mo Sykes. Like you, you mentioned, you, you know, he was one of your first interviews. Like I've known Mo, you know, oh gosh, it's got to be 20 years now, man. And uh, just just a good dude, man. You know, obviously he's working for Coral Gables Police Department. Um, you know, obviously a big time contributor back in those, those, I call them like the golden, the golden years. Cause that was like the prime time watching university of Miami football, especially for me. Cause I was only like, man, how old was I back then? Um, I had to be right around 27, you know what I mean? Okay. So it was, okay. you know, going back 20 years. Um, obviously I started watching football in 91, going to my first game in 1991, but didn't really get involved until probably 97, 98. Obviously after the 98 UCLA game, it really flipped right. the script for me. 
And then from then on, I've been a season ticket holder ever since. So, sweet, um, sweet. so I, you know, I see these guys coming in as freshmen, and here it is, twenty years later, we're still yeah, uh, chopping crazy. it up. So, 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 Mike, I wanted to have you on because I know you're a big basketball fan, right? So I just wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about basketball. Let's Obviously, do it. The heat, the heat's okay, you know. Again, we'll we'll see what happens with the heat. But one thing in particular, I want to, I want to ask you about is. This whole LeBron James situation with this play with the playing game. So I see you already rolling your eyes, but so talk to me about how how does last year LeBron just get there and say, you know what, yeah, yeah, we need to we need to have this going. You know, we have some some good teams and some good guys, but now you're on that bubble and now you're talking about people should get fired. What's your take on this whole LeBron situation? Man, look, I try <laughs> really, really hard to like LeBron. I don't hate him. I kind of dislike him as a player because I don't think he's all that. I really don't. But he just needs to shut up sometimes because yeah. his mouth makes him seem really stupid. Smart dude. <laughs> Smart dude. Yeah. But when you walk around with a Malcolm X book, okay, and you bring it to an interview and the girl t- and the interviewer tells you, what are you reading? How's the book? And you literally talk about a book that you haven't read, okay? LeBron, what are you doing, man? That he did that. Remember how he did it a couple of months yeah, ago? Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. He just Absolutely. needs to shut up sometimes because it's funny how he's talking about somebody getting fired for approving that crap, but he may end up in the play. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just think he, his mouth makes him look really stupid sometimes. Yeah. And um, I try really hard, you know, to like him and everything, but it's just hard. Like something he's toned down on the complaining. I think peak complaining LeBron was when he was here in Miami. And then, you know, he's gotten older and a little bit. Oh, he's still. Bit. He's still he rocking is. it, man. The, he the is. Thing he went from a D me, to a C student. Here's the thing that kills me more than anything watching this this current NBA, right, is the flopping, bro. Like, you see these videos in slow motion, and this guy barely gets grazed or doesn't even get hit at all, and it's like, oh, 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 man. And then, you know, every time you watch those Laker games, man, and, you know. It's, like, it's brutal. It I mean, it's brutal like watching them play. they are screaming at these refs, oh, and it's like, yo, like that's not the that's not the Lakers teams that that I grew up watching, man. That's not, you know, those man, those Lakers teams were different, man. This is just, it's sad to watch, man. It really, it really is, man. The complaining and you know the the flopping. I mean, it's it's awful, man. Nobody wants to watch that. I have no idea why basketball fans refuse to watch college basketball. Like oh, big time NBA, I, I don't understand it because I'm gonna give you two reasons. There's many, but the top two reasons are the refing is not as bad in college basketball as it is in the pros. Okay, and these kids hustle. Okay, I, honest to God, I, I think I could bet all my life savings right now and tell you that I can come off the bench in the NBA and average six points. You want to know why? <laughs> because I know fundamentals, and that's a lost art in the NBA. Nobody boxes out. Correct. Nobody mm-hmm. freaking goes to the hoop on a three-on-one. Yeah. Okay, Players are scared to get dunked on, man. Okay. They're putting, they're... In, yeah. Yeah. If you're 6'6", six, six, 210, you will be an all-star in the NBA if you just do the fundamentals. I promise <laughs> to God. And nobody does it. The NBA, I say it on the show all the time, it's frustrating to watch and it pisses me off, man. Yeah. And about the screaming and the hollering and stuff, the referees got to get it together too because I don't know if you saw – who was it that got teed up and thrown out the game a couple of weeks ago? I think it was uh, – uh, what's the Lakers point guard, the starting dude, the dude that looks like an alien? I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> the white guy? No, the the the, the Caruso. Oh, Caruso. Mini, not Caruso. Mini Rondo. His name escapes me right now. Yeah, I'm yeah, forgetting his name. The one that looks like a lizard. But uh, <laughs> Lagatia, Lagatia. Yeah, his name forgets me. His name escapes me right now. But 
uh, I think he got thrown out and they were they were literally talking trash and they never said anything to each other, whom and whoever else it was. So the refs need to kind of shut up, too. And I would like to see them get kind of fined or punished somehow, because like hey. you, nobody pays to see you ref. Schroeder. You know that is Schroeder. Schroeder. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I forgot that at the moment, but. Bird on the Google. <laughs> That's right. It's tough to watch right now. It's hard to watch. And it's I, they really need to do something about it, man, because yeah. they're losing fans just because of like the aesthetics of the game is tough. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, especially to a purist. To a basketball yeah. purist. So, it's hard. you know, to your point, Mike, so I play ball, right? Like I play every week. Um, I'm six foot, maybe 190, 195. Right. So I play with a bunch of guys. Um Couple guys, six four, six five. So, but bro, like I don't. So I, I look, when I was in high school, I ran the point. Um, back then, I had a I had a forty one inch vertical. Like Ooh. I don't ha- I don't have that anymore. It's just you know when white man jump can't jump came out. That was when I was at in high school. So that that really didn't apply to me. But at the same time, like so I play big. Like and again, I don't have a problem. Like I don't have a big body, but I have I have a wide wide wingspan. Like I, I, I back people down, you know, head fake, you know, I turn on jumper, but you guys got, you got guys that we play with that are six, three, six, four. All they want to do is sit on top of the key and Jack threes. Cole, and I'm thinking, Cole, Cole looking like Woody Harrelson out there. Bro, man. You already know. So <laughs> believe it or not. And, and this is, this is a God honest truth before Jason Williams. That was me. I, I swear to you. That's the original how, white chocolate, white bro, chocolate, man. I swear to you. So, um, so my junior my junior year of high school, I again, so I, I lived, I played over here in Broward. My junior year of high school, I was a top five percent in my junior class. Okay. Again, grades, not going to class, you know, you, you think you're all that. Listen, I slept in the gym like I like we're in school, like I missed all every class. I just sat in the bleachers and slept all day. And I had PE like third hour. So like I played ball and that was it. I never left. I think I went to the cafeteria to grab food. Other than that, bro, I didn't go to class. I couldn't stand it. You're, like, you're just, the epitome of ball is life, bro. Bro. Yeah. And, and listen, so being down here in Broward County, like, you know, back then was spring break was the heyday, everything down at Fort Lauderdale Beach. Bro, we would take our five. We would literally like skip school and go hustle to all the guys at the beach. Like, bro, like bring that on, man. Like you want to come from Eastern Michigan and all these other places. Like, bro, we're taking all your money. You know, you're going back up there broke. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Ball for for me, man. But football is my favorite sport to watch, but basketball is my favorite sport to play. Um, You know, you talk about the playing games and you look at the heat right now sitting at seven. You look at the Lakers sitting at six. (sighs) I'm 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 really impressed watching a couple teams right now. And again, you watch ball, I watch ball. But watching the Phoenix Suns oh, and, watch, and watching I know this is going to sting, the New York Knicks. Like it's it's crazy to see outside teams that really haven't been yeah. there in in years actually making runs. Like to me that's that's key. Mike, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, I I by the way I'm hearing things right now, you guys don't know that I'm a Bulls fan. Oh, no, no. I know you are. Look, I'm an MJ guy. I'll show you on my shorts. Like, bro, I, listen, I got listen. the 40. I got the 45. Like, come on. Like, look, I'm an MJ guy. That's, that's uh, the only that's the only NBA team I've ever loved. And I loathe the heat. OK, yes. I, I just let me the Bulls are The Bulls are 11. They're in the 11 spot right now, man. Come on, man. They're like 27 and 40. Just because like just because. You know, all these guys that claim themselves to have been Bulls fans and, you know, all of a sudden Jay leaves. I'm like, what kind of crap is that? That's the only team I've ever rooted for in the NBA. And let me not say I loathe the Heat. 
I loathe the way Heat fans sound. Yeah. Like cocky Heat fan, I want to slap the hell out of them. You know, <laughs> no, that's me. But, but to you know, your question, my, real quick, you be fighting on Twitter, man. That that true. word that you just used, loathe, it just reminds me of the Grinch. The Grinch uses that word. So. I loathe them. <laughs> I loathe them. <laughs> I do, man. I do. I'll get into it with a stupid Heat fan because most of them that I know were Heat fans in two. Can you get into it with a, with a certain Utah Jazz fan that we know named Jordan Nelson? <laughs> oh, no. Convos, basketball convos with him because he knows his stuff. He knows his oh. stuff. Oh, he, hates the, he, yeah. he, he, he swears, you know, the goat is the goat, and I got to remind him that he's just no. not it. We've so, had that yeah. many discussions. Yeah, yeah, we've gone to war. You should have heard <laughs> him and Quatrin Hill going at it, bro. Like, they were, oh, they were God, going no. at it on the show, oh, bro. God, no. On the air. <laughs> getting so, it. Man. So talk to me about your bulls. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to answer your question about All the right. sun. Like, All right. honestly, in the beginning of the season, I said two things. I said two things. I said, Steph is my MVP preseason, knowing he wasn't going to win it. Okay. Because, number one, we all know that it's a popularity context and it goes to, like, one of the best guys on a top team. But he's – I took, I said to myself, he's going to play – actually, I said it on air several times and I got receipts to prove it, that he was going to play like an MVP because Clay wasn't there. Yeah. And this should have happened last year except he messed up his wrist. So that didn't happen. We see it happening. And, you know, he's probably not going to get it because of where they're seated. And as far as the Suns, that's a Chris Paul effect. I hate that – just recently, he's not getting MVP talk. And that oh, started yeah. just a couple weeks ago when he's been playing like an MVP since before the All-Star game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't understand where that comes in. But so, I am surprised to see where the Suns are at right now, toggling between one and two, when I thought they were going to be, I'll say, maybe five, five? and six. Okay. Correct. I love to see that. But that's the Chris Paul effect in and out. So the shout Knicks, out to James Jones. Ahead. No, shout out to oh, James yeah. Jones yeah. for making yeah. the Chris Paul – that move yeah. single-handedly will probably earn James Jones the executive, executive of the year award. Of the year. And I can't wait to celebrate that for him, man. Absolutely. So, no, no, no. Great point. I forgot he was there. Great shout point. out to James Jones, man. Yeah, sure. yeah. American Senior High School, right, if I'm not mistaken? I believe so. So then um, about the Knicks, listen, I don't care if you're a Heat fan or not. You really got to be not happy that the Knicks are doing good, but at least glad to see them back on the map because oh, yeah. they're one of those teams that the NBA is better when they're good. You know, the Lakers, the Knicks, Correct. the Celtics, the Bulls, teams like that. It's like to see them, you know, I like to see them do good. But this boy, Julius Randle, I've been uh, loving him since he was in Kentucky. <laughs> and, oh, man, I love him because yeah. he was like an athletic Zach Randolph coming in. And you cannot tell me, you know, that Spider-Man gif that it's like, hey, hey, you cannot tell me that that, that Zion Williamson wishes he was uh, Julius yeah. Randle. Because Correct. to me, I'm watching the same player. Except yeah. obviously Zion's more athletic, way more athletic. But you can't tell me that that's the same player. That is, well, as a matter of fact, Julius Randle may be more talented, physically talented with the with the basketball in his hand than Zion is. Well, let's see what happens when when all these things come out with Nike saying that they've been giving Zion's parents like three grand a week when he was at Duke or, or however that comes out. And, and you want to know what, Paulie? Nothing's going to happen to Duke because that is like college basketball's crown jewel with Coach right. K and everything like that. Who knows? But that's the same player. They both have. And um, Julius Randle's just that dude. That's probably the most improved player in the league. And the thing about Zion and Julius that it's kind of crazy. This is last, well, not Zion and Julius, but Zion, period. The last time I checked was about two weeks ago. Did you know that your boy from the Mavericks is averaging more rebounds than than, than Zion? Uh, Doncic. That's crazy. No, Doncic is a that. monster, bro. He I is, mean, but to just average the- more rebounds than Zeke? I didn't know yeah. that. 
I don't know if that's still the case, but it was then. But listen, man, I, I love to see the Knicks do well, especially with Coach Tibbs there. Um, they yeah. they like was one of the best defenses in the league. And I pray to God that if they match up with the Heat, you know who the hell I'm rooting for. Oh, you yeah. know who the hell I'm rooting yeah, for. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so, Mike, what's your take on the 76ers? Do you think they have a legitimate shot, or do you like Brooklyn? If, if, and only if Embiid parks his ass in the post. <laughs> who, Embiid? When it matters, yes, man. That's the only way they're going to win, okay? Bro. Because just like how you were talking about the guys that you play with, 6 yeah, yeah. whatever, okay? Who can stick Embiid? one-on-one in today's NBA. Nobody. I was saying for a long time, and I kind of still feel that way because he's more in the paint, probably has this much better of an inside game than, than Embiid. I said for a long time, AD is a better big than him. I'll take AD over Embiid, but Embiid is, is, is playing like an MVP right now. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to beat the Nets. I'm never going to say they don't have a chance because that's why they play the game. Yeah. But the only way they will have a chance is if he parks his ass in the paint yeah. when it matters. I'm that's why they're that's why he's being considered for MVP. That's and that has Doc Rivers written all over. You can oh, bet 100%. your ass that when 100 percent when Doc Rivers got his got to Philly, you said he, you you could bet your ass he told him, Listen, bro, you need to play 10 feet and in. Mm-hmm. You have to, because we don't have a chance any other way. You know, I'm gonna tell you right now that Brooklyn team, and I have I, I will die on this hill. I think that that team is not built for playoff basketball. Uh, I think they're gonna get exposed early. They may get out of the first round, uh, but I don't see them making it out of that past the second round, man. I mean, look, you you know, I you know the, the they just keep adding names, right? The Aldridge. I mean, obviously right, he retired right. since then, but you know the Blake Griffin move, like. Yeah, Blake Griffin is not a good player any longer, right? Um, he was never a great player. All he could do is he jump was never, and yeah, he was never great. Yeah, he was entertaining to watch, and he was a you know a twenty ten guy, right? But um, you know, Harden. I mean, wow, he's he's been a lot better this year. Um, you know, no disrespect to Kevin Durant, like you know, I mean, no. that guy's a superstar, right? right? But there's no bench on that team, um, and I think you know you've got three ball dominant guys that you know they all need to rock. To, to really be productive right. and you know it's just not going to survive in the playoffs man i mean you know Kyrie, you never know what you're going to get with him emotionally right Listen, out don't, there. Don't, don't be knocking uncle drew bro because uncle drew that man's got some game yeah he might have game but you never know what you're going to get you never know if he's moody listen he's on the get. rag if yeah. he's on the rag you, you don't know what on you're the couch getting. with dr phil you know cutting <laughs> it up and you know burning sage and all kind of stuff man like look i'm telling you that brooklyn team like they are not they are not winning at all, man. And I will, I will die this. on that hill. Listen, that's not a bad hill to die on because <laughs> the only jump shooting teams that I remember, and this is not a fully jump shooting team because mm-hmm. Durant will go to the rim, Harden lives on a goddamn free throw line. But what I've I've always said three things are needed to win in the playoffs, but I kind of added a fourth. Number one, you gotta D up. I don't care yeah. if we're averaging 160 points a game right now. In the NBA playoffs, when it boils down to it, these guys are gonna they're gonna get on, you know, all fours to play defense. So defense, half court offense, rebounding, and you gotta have guys that are interchangeable. By that I mean guys that can guard three and four positions. Okay. Yeah. They have that, all right. And you know, these guys I don't, it's gonna be interesting to see because who the hell's gonna I, I know I just said defense is needed to win because it still is a thing. But who's gonna outscore them? You know, Mike. You, you just said you said there's gonna take three things, and I thought you were about to hit him with that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, well, let's but, do this. It's gonna talk. take one, but it's gonna take one thing right now, and it's, that one thing is to go to break. So we need to go to break real quick on the Ken Gang Radio Show. 
here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Chopping up with our boy, Mike McCoy, host of the Mike McCoy Show. You can catch him on Wednesdays on Slam Radio as well. Give us a minute. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. 
take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, we're back here in the Kang Gang Radio Show. And if you guys said it's going to take three things, it's going to take three mother bleeping things, and that's hit stick, bust, huevos. <laughs> so, yeah. Listen, man, that's one of the greatest phrases ever. And I'm literally oh, watching, bro. like, the 30 for 30 with the U, and they literally just had Al Blades, Benny Blades, oh, and man. Brian Blades on the screen. So, you know, gosh, again, that goes back to those times with Mo Sykes. You know, just those years, it's – Gosh, it's embedded in me so much where, like, I just wish we can get a tenth of that back to this program. You know, a, you know, a, clip, on, you know a clip on YouTube I always end up watching, man? I'm like hurt that, up. Well, the, 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 the clip right there with the with the hit stick, right? But then, you know, they're walking out at that Meadowlands Stadium. Howdy, howdy, ho. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. Murder, murder, murder. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that that game right there, man. I mean that that team, man. I remember that game, man. Ooh. Didn't Najee got hurt, right? Yeah, Najee got hurt in that game. I remember that game, man. I, I wish Mo would have stuck on, you know. So we can Bird cut him off, man. Like I asked Bird, I'm like, what are you doing? He stuck on. Yeah, so, so like, I, I I tell Bird, <laughs> I, I shoot Bird a text. I'm like, hey, take us to break. Just you know, take us to break. Next thing news. All right, Mo, thanks for coming on tonight. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing? Look, look, most guests don't stay with us past, you know, past three segments, man. So, well, we I might have, have to go to work. Yeah, but like, so Bird was like literally like an hour late trying to get onto the show tonight. You know, Bird had, got stuck in traffic, got yeah. rain delayed, just all it kinds happens, of stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that, Mi- that Miami traffic, man. You know, nobody in Miami's on time. I'm you, I'm always on time when I'm up north, but now I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Miami for work right now, trying to get back to the hotel. And you know, had to deal with US one down there, down here in the Gables, man. And uh it was a nightmare. Hey, so, so Mike, let me ask you. So so how's the show going? How's the show going on Wednesdays? Like uh are you doing you're you're live now? You going in there pretty much every Wednesday or how's yeah, that working? Man. I, I'm going in there every Wednesday. I'm actually officially a slam employee. They uh I'm an, I'm I'm a teacher there now. I'm oh, a nice. teacher there now. And so I wasn't going to like I was between jobs, right? And the amigo was saying, look, Mike, you're, you know, you're degreed now. Uh, why don't you try and think about coming on and, and teaching? So I'm, I'm going to have my, I'm going to have my classroom in the fall right now. I'm just kind of uh, shadowing people, getting a feel for things, but it was perfect because one of the conditions of me taking a job was I got to keep my show on Wednesdays. So it was perfect, man. It's perfect. I'm loving it. It is live. It's been yeah. live since I want to say February. And before that it was pre-recorded. and it's such a different feel, man. I love it. You know, I love yeah. it. You know, having we, got all in, we would definitely love to go live. You know, and again, yeah. obviously, we're, we're you know we're pre-recorded. We air on Fridays from eleven to one. Um, right. But you know, obviously, working you know birds up in Port St. Lucie. I'm in I'm in Lauderdale or Coral Springs area. You know, it's hard to get down to Miami. Um, right. But at the same time, man, like you know, 
we're happy that you're able to do that. And, you know, happy that you're able to get a, a job over there. You know, the Amigo and Frank, man, they're just two great guys. Oh, Shout out to I, those guys. Yeah, I yeah, can't man. thank them enough. Yeah. Obviously, we're just fans that got an opportunity. Yeah. You know, um, obviously things worked out in my favor. Um, listen, I miss Jordan. You know, again, you know, he had some things that he wanted to do. And, right, you, know, right. whole, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while. Hopefully him and his wife are doing well. Um, you know, Bird, you know, came along. We're looking to add a third person. We have a we have a pretty good idea who's going to be joining us. Sweet, um, sweet. Good so, stuff, man. Yeah. So, you know, again, you know, we just want to be able to promote the other shows and, and encourage other shows and, you know, and vice versa. I mean, again, that's what we want to do. do. Obviously, we all have the same passion, right? We all have that same yeah, passion yeah. with that, that orange and green, right? You know, but being able to have always, man, throw that you up. You know what I mean? So that's a good thing. Bird, what you got? No, I was just going to say, you know, we shout out, uh, you know, um, to those guys, right? But I also want to shout out to the students at Slam uh, at yeah. Slam Radio. Uh, you know, amazing, man. kids are out there. I mean, you know, these are some really bright kids that are out yeah. there and that are in this uh, that are in this program over there. Um, you know, of course, Frank and Larry, you know, putting together, you know, just some, you know, some, you know, yeah. some awesome education for those guys. It's really out the box. And I would love to if this kind of thing was a was around when I was oh, yeah. uh, when I was a kid and I was a student, man. But, you know, um, those kids, man, just, you know, capture the opportunity that you got. And, you know, um, they're, they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, producing the show and cutting right. it up and all that good stuff. So shout out to those kids. And, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. They they do a good job and they're sponges, man. And I mean, for those of you that don't know, you know, SLAM is a middle school slash high school academy that sets up their students to have sports related majors in college. Wow. So they, that's that's what that is. Everybody's there is of a sports mindset. And whether they go to college or not, they're getting a really good education and a really good experience. There's only like twelve hundred kids in their school. And mm -hmm. so the classrooms are small. So they got a lot of attention. And it's it's a public charter school that's free tuition. I mean, what wow. more can you ask for? Yeah. And, and we mentioned all those guys there, but it wouldn't have happened without our boy Pitt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so yeah. Shout yeah. Out yeah. Mr. 305. Listen, mm -hmm. Mr. International. Again, I will I will debate that. Because I, I debated that a couple weeks ago. To me, the original 305, I'm not going to say trick. I'm going back to Melvin Bratton, bro. Melvin oh, Bratton okay. put that 305 on the map. Him and Alonzo, bro. It's, it's different, okay. right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's hard, hard, hard to argue. Oh, yeah. So, so Mike, so what, what did you get your major in? Like you said, you got your degree. What, what did you end up getting your degree so, in? So it's a Bachelor of General Studies, but I had a concentration in broadcast journalism and mass communications. So, I mean, the end goal is to have a career in sports media. And you can say that I have that now, you know, having this platform. Right. And, um, you know, I I'm trying to get something going with Larry. And we talked about it briefly, but I want to hopefully take Slam to another, slam the, the radio station to another level in terms of going to games like Kane's games, Heat games, and being bro, we're, like, we're already there for you. Like, we're with you, bro. Listen, being we, a correspondent. We tried that. Like, yes. Being in we, the we in, tried in that. press conferences and, you know, doing stuff like that so hopefully that's in the worst we still gotta you know talk about that and be whatever but to be credentialed and all of that that's the end goal and working for uh you know sports media outlet at some point i love the so, right so, yeah so ditto ditto on that because we've um you know when we obviously we've been going since probably august and you know obviously we've reached out to the university of miami media department we've left emails voicemails text messages it's very hard to, you know, really break into that. Obviously, we had a setback. Um, I had an individual, you know, send me a text and say, hey, look, man, I haven't forgot about you. Let's do the show. We did the show. Um, next thing you know, probably within 10 seconds of the show finishing, I get a text from somebody at UM. You need to pull that down. It wasn't authorized. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, 
you don't respond to any emails or text messages exactly. or anything that we've kind of right. asked you for. But so you now, saw that. But yeah, you saw that, right? Correct. So now I feel like instantly, <laughs> instantly. So now I feel like we've been blackballed per se. Um, which again, I've, I've reached back out to the individual saying, Hey, listen, can I take you to lunch? Would love to kind of go over the platform with you, you know, again, cause that's what we want to do. We want right. to be able to bring slam to listen. First of all, we are the only national based university of Miami radio show like in the yep. country. Yep. And you're not going to allow that, but you allow a bunch of schmoes and no disrespect to those guys to be able to get credentials. Cause again, we want to be able to use clips. We want to be able to use pressers. We want to be able to use the logo on our show. Right. But, you know, I feel like because what, we're not vetted. We don't have, like, if you look at our, our, our guest list, I think that speaks volumes on exactly. its own. Right. Exactly. But yet, you know, and I, I explained to the individual that I wrote to, I said, listen, I don't do this for a paycheck. I do it because it's my passion. Exactly. That It's a whole different meaning to me. Exactly. Like you, you got a job at the University of Miami and in two months, you might take another job somewhere else. But yet right. I'm still going to be here, still supporting, still doing yep. what we do. Right. But yet, you know, I think that sometimes like you and I, we get looked on as somebody who, again, we're not WQAM. We're not, you know, some of these big, you know, you know, radio shows, but we're on national radio. Why wouldn't you take and, that opportunity? <laughs> and and you guys and everybody else that has that bleeds orange or green, we're gonna represent the you the right way. We're not gonna talk negatively about them. And even though we may be upset at times, it's not like if we're gonna bash them because it's really hard to me, even though I see it in front of my eyes, to say somebody sucks. I can't use that word. Yeah. After they graduate, it might be a, a different deal. When they make yeah. it to the pros or whatever, but Correct. as long as they're repping that you and they're in that you know in that school and they're students, that'll never well, it has. So I did I, I did that right, and, <laughs> and again it was in candor, and it wasn't even a student athlete; it was a coach. Like uh, we, okay. we were we were like, again, you know, I can come up here and I can change my I can change my name and whatever. We were talking about uh, Miami had just, I think, gotten beat by Florida State uh, at the series, the baseball series. Pummeled, and they, destroyed. Oh, okay. So they're talking about, oh, well, Gino this and Gino that. So I just, I, Gino sucks, right? Well, <laughs> so said individual who I was emailing says, oh, well, and again, I, you will never hear me really bashing anybody. That's not who I am. That's not what yeah. I do. But the one time I changed my name to <laughs> Gino sucks. He screenshots that and says, oh, well, you say you don't bash anybody, oh, but yeah. it's hard for me to look at that and see that you don't. <laughs> the one time, like, come on, man. That's, that's literally a once and a cane gang thing. Bro, it, it happens, man. Like, you know what? At the end of the day, and again, this said individual did a big piece on me as a season ticket holder last year. And they all know who I am. They know that right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in it for the right reason. I don't do things yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. Again, like my family and I, we go, we spend thousands of dollars every year traveling, you know, going to bowl games, going to home, you know, whatever the case may be, man. You know, I just feel like certain people, they use their title as empowerment and try yeah. to keep the little man down, you know, so to speak. So, so, so speaking hopefully of traveling, it changes, man, hopefully it yeah. changes because like I said, this show isn't going to do anything but uh, elevate you know, or help elevate because the you it's doesn't need, you know, any further type of hype. All right? right. But keep it where it is and speak highly of, you know, the athletic program and so on and so forth. So. But they didn't, it. but they didn't email me about bird bashing Blake James. Like, like <laughs> hey, that was a whole, that was a whole different subject. Listen, he, listen he we suffered <laughs> a lot of embarrassing losses. 
Yeah. On the Blake James watch. That's all I'm putting. That's all I'm putting out there. You I'm didn't say Blake James sucks. You didn't say that. No, I, said, I didn't. Think, I didn't. I didn't say that. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, look. I mean, I'm just pointing it out, right? Like, and then when we do, you know, it's just kind of radio silence and like it's okay, man. You know, <laughs> like, you know, we get out there and it's like the same. You know, anytime we get we get beat, it's like the same press conference. Oh yeah, it wasn't our day. You know, we're gonna get back out. You know, <laughs> it wasn't stuff. our day. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like the the, the Manny Diaz thing. You know, like like the FIU press conference and then Louisiana Tech press conference. They you know, do. it's it's just like. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, look, I know those guys care. I'm not, I'm not questioning that, but it's like, we get out there and it's like, I mean, you just really don't see, you know, the emotion and like them really like taking the ownership of it. Like, yo, this will not happen again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it's, it's coach speak, but you know, like, I mean, I'm tired of getting embarrassed, man. I mean, you know, in football, we've been embarrassed, you know, a few times, man, you know, yeah. uh, oh, that, yeah. that North Carolina game was an embarrassment. Uh, you know, the, that, wasn't the 58 nothing fun. that was just, I, I mean, didn't that, want to use embarrassing. I, like literally, you should you should have like you should have like, fired everybody on the spot. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that right. type of like, loss. Like you yeah. got to go. But in like, baseball, we, we, we were like playing for like pretty much an Orange Bowl appearance. Correct. Oh yeah, point, no, weren't we? We yes. won and we were in, and, and we 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 weren't showing up. That was the only game I went to last year. Oh. It was right after graduation. Yeah, and I've somebody took you. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I was pissed off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, no shade to you, but it was just like I don't remember much about that. I think game he's at a club level, right? He's in club level. I did. Yeah, I was. With, I, I was. You were right Joe. in front of me. You're like, like you're right in the end zone. You were. Oh, that's right. You were with Morrison, I think. And, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, we don't and, say the other guy's name. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> right, Bert. <laughs> well, no. Sorry. He, he goes. You were with Morrison, the other guy. I'm like, yeah. Oh, we don't say his name. That was the only game I missed last year. I, I, I was that in was the only home game. No, no. We're. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Okay. Who are you gonna say, Brad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you down there with him. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, Brad, of course. Brad, I mean, what the hell? Everybody knows Brad, but um, yeah, it was embarrassing. The only thing I remember about that game was those uniforms, you know, yeah, that we yeah. should have won in. But I don't know, man. That was kind of when I was backstage and I was waiting to come on. I kind of that was kind of what you and Mo were talking about, and I kind of feel like culture was definitely, or maybe partly still is. I hope it's not. But, you know, some coaches left, some players left. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and name drop. Williams left, Thomas left, uh, you know, Buddy with the – what the hell is his name is? Uh, running back over at the at the Gators is like fourth string now. forget his name, Lingard. 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 And, and those, are the, those, those, are some, those are some of the names that people were saying, you know, was a problem in the locker yeah. room. So I hope – look, Bill Belichick couldn't have won with a bad culture. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, so, there's still um, a couple of those guys that are on the roster now. We won't we won't call them out by name, man. But, you know, when – I want to use the numbers. Guys, I yeah, won't even listen because I'm not doing it. Number. That's the same as calling him out by the name. That's right. But not even doing there's, it. There's still, there's still some, some, you know, some guys that that have these these major egos that are in there, yeah. you know, yeah. and that think that that you know they they don't want to work, man. So, you know, we need to get back to the the you know the the kids that come in that want to work that want to play hard, you know. And and I you know I've been following recruiting for a long time, right? And this recruiting class really feels right to me. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean, you, you look at these kids and you get to, you know, you watch their tape and you listen to them speak, you know, and, and I just, I really hear almost all the right things coming out of right. these kids that we're, that we're bringing in here, man. There's well, a lot hear, of guys. Did you hear really that? La- did you hear that last thing that someone said? It's break know. time. Break time. <laughs> so oh, we got to go to break. What a teaser. <laughs> Jesus. But when we come back for the final segment, I really want to get into the draft. Obviously the draft was last week. I really want to feel how you guys feel on how uh, 
how things went last week. So real quick, we'll be back on a break. Ken Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, chopping it up with our boy Mike McCoy from the Mike McCoy Show. We'll be back in a minute. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad oh. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
right, we're back, everybody. Final segment here on the Kane Gang Radio Show. I hope everybody's enjoying the show. Uh, we're trying to do our best to keep you guys entertained. You know, maybe next week we'll talk about Disney movies. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure <laughs> something out. But uh, so obviously last week was a draft, and I wanted to kind of save this last segment, uh, this topic for the last segment. Um, I was kind of surprised on on a couple things. Um, I think the draft, the t- first couple picks I thought were a given. I was kind of surprised, and we'll get to the Miami guys, but I was kind of surprised with the Trey Lance pick at number three going to uh, San Fran. I was kind of like – <laughs> yes. So, so Mike, that's why I'm asking you, w- were you surprised by Trey Lance or did you think maybe the Matt Jones or even Justin Fields going that way? What, what's your take on that? I literally was not surprised because everybody kept talking about it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, it's a possibility it can happen. And I kind of was surprised. I'm going to start with why I was surprised because Kyle Shanahan and Justin Fields go back to like when Justin was like 16 years old, because I forget the name of the QB camp and it's not the uh, elite 11, but there's a Q- QB camp that either Is it a Manning camp. No, okay. not that one. It's a camp that either Kyle runs or that he's highly involved in. And Justin Fields was in that camp and they were like this during that camp. So I thought that that relationship was going to transition over to him getting selected. But then you start hearing this hype about, you know, this, pretty much a, a, a black Carson Wentz, okay? Yeah. And I say that because he's at North Dakota. I, I wasn't a fan of the pick because of the simple fact that I'm not a fan of guys playing nobodies. You know what I'm saying? North Dakota And he State only has 17 play. games under his belt. And, right. You know what I'm saying? And so, but then you, you you see his athleticism. You see that they say he's like the smartest quarterback in the draft. And listen, I'm a huge fan of John Lynch. That guy can do no wrong by me. He's yeah. one of the top GMs in the, in the league. So I don't hate the pick anymore. Okay. Especially, you know, he's going to have a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I'm okay with it because yeah. I, I just trust John Lynch, and he's going to have a running game that's going to be able to help him out, a strong so, offensive line, and you already know that defense for San Fran is a real deal. Yeah. yeah, so Lance's ability to throw on the run is what really stands out to me, man. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think he's probably the, the best guy under pressure slinging that thing, man. I mean, okay. um, I think he's going to be a really good guy. And I, you know, I honestly – I was probably, you know, sucked up in the media with it, but I'm like, man, if these guys traded up to take Mac Jones, who looks like a poor man's Eli Manning out there, you know um, – I, I was gonna, I was yeah. just gonna be baffled, man. I mean, I had, I had memes ready to go to put on Twitter <laughs> and all that, man. I was like, please don't let these guys mess up and 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 yeah. you know burn a pick on these guys. Well, yeah. Mac probably, Jones, because he would have been Jones, there at twelve, correct? Yeah. But I think Mac Jones actually fell into a great position probably at fifteen, position. going going to New England. He probably I mean, did. Yeah. You're literally one year away from being the starter at New yep. England, like, and no disrespect to Cam, but I think mm-hmm. Cam pretty much at the end of his career. Um, it's interesting you brought you bring up Jimmy Garoppolo because I, I still have a tendency to feel like what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Does Aaron Rodgers potentially <laughs> go either to Denver, go out to San Fran? Again, he's from the Bay Area. Again, so Mike, I see you over there like kind of like twiggling over there. What would you think if Aaron Rodgers ended up in San Fran? Well, what I think, <laughs> I think that uh, – <laughs> that is a definite, definite at the very least NFC Championship appearance. I'm not gonna yeah. say win because I'm terrified. I don't care how shaky Seattle looks. I am terrified of Russell Wilson. The dude's a magician. Okay, yeah. he's a magician. And right now, my my Niners get. How, how does this work? That you are two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance, right? 
10 minutes away from winning the damn game if you keep running the ball. And yeah. all of a sudden, you go from the best team, not only in the conference and the division of the conference, <laughs> to probably the worst team with the worst quarterback in the toughest division in the NFL. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, injuries. No, but I'm talking about the quarterback situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have the worst quarterback in the, in the division. And yeah. Jimmy's not terrible, but you got Wilson, you got what's it, Stafford, and then you got Wilson. Tyler. Uh, I'm sorry, Wilson and, and, and Murray. Sorry. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. But I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play in, in, in the Packers this year. I think he's going to. I think he's going to. He's either gonna, doing that or he's not going to play at all. Like, I don't think there's any yeah. other guys trading. Yeah, I don't Listen, think. Yeah. No maybe, maybe he ends up in uh, New Orleans. There's a lot of like skepticism mm. about no where he's going. That that guarantees Green Bay that they aren't going anywhere because yeah. yeah, dude, New Orleans with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback is like in indoors. Oh, yeah. So so let's. I just wanted to bring up the San Fran thing, Mike, because I know you're a big San Fran guy. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about our Canes. Let's talk about number one. Obviously, we talk about you know again. Greg, I think Greg opting out that, that doesn't necessarily hurt him, and it didn't hurt him. But you need to come ready at your pro day, right? So you have someone like Jalen just, you know, blow it off the off the hinges. He just he came in pro day, say, look, I'm gonna show you why I was a number three or number two ranked player coming out of high school, you know, and here I am, right? So the Dolphins take him at 18, which I think is a phenomenal pick for them. They lose mm -hmm. Van Van Noy, they lose uh, Shaq Lawson, so they needed yeah. a defensive end, you know. Right. Um, again, he's that Jason Taylor kind of mold, you know, like second, yep. third down along. Yep. I'm gonna rush the passer type thing. Yep. Um, so then you look at Greg. So I think it was a good fit for Jalen going in 18. And, and again, having two canes and two defense, two defensive ends going in the first round, that's key. I think that's the first time since like 2006 when they had like Mario, like Mario, uh, who was the kids from NC State? William Mario Mario and, and, and Manny Lawson. Manny yeah, Lawson. Manny Lawson. Yep. So I mean, listen, that's key. You're you're back into the first round. I mean, obviously right. since Dave, David Njoku. And again, you know, he was kind of a one year wonder, you know, kind of a little hype. Yeah. Um, but I think Greg actually got into a good situation being in Buffalo too. And Buffalo, like Ed Oliver, you know, they had they did end up drafting another defensive end as well. Like Buffalo, yeah. if you're going to go to a team, like I think Buffalo is a team to beat in the AFC East. Um, I think the Dolphins really are probably number two. I think you know the Jets and Patriots are falling three and four at this point. But yeah. that's going to be a good battle. The one thing I was surprised with, and Bert, you and I have talked about this. Of all the teams that Brevin Jordan can go to. Oh. You go probably to the worst situation and going to Houston. Yeah. So, so Mike, let me ask you this first. Do you agree with Brevin coming out and being a fifth round pick, or do you truly believe he should have came back and stayed another year? And then I'll give my and Bird, then you can answer the question after that, and then I'll talk. All right. That's tough because nobody can argue that talent wise, he's a first round talent. I think that's undeniable. He's definitely a first round talent. And then, you know, I don't know what his grade was coming out, but if somebody told him fourth round, fifth round, and he still came out, I think that's a bad decision. If somebody said second, third, then eh, if you're satisfied coming out with a third round draft grade, then damn. But um, it's kind of hard me justifying, yeah, you should have come out with all those injuries because that's what that's what made him drop so far It's the injuries. You can't doubt his talent. I mean, you're talking about the tight end that led the nation in yak. Yardage, okay, mm -hmm. yards after catch. You know what I'm saying? Pits, not pits. You know, whatever. And I love pits. I'll take them on my team. But um, it all. I don't know what his draft grade was, man. And in terms of his situation, I mean, hopefully Watson plays because who's going to be slinging the rock to that kid? You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's not Sean. <laughs> yeah, and it's he already be, swung out. He swung out. He yeah. some other stuff. <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> oh man. 
and it's going to make him look even worse. So, I mean, I guess the positive, like half glass full type of situation is that you went to a really bad team. So it's kind of like Kevin Love playing on the Wolves. Like you're the only thing there. So maybe he's going to get a bunch of targets. I don't know. Half glass full because I don't know who the hell their other pass catchers are. Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing for him. But I, I, I don't know if it was a bad decision or not, man. I guess we'll see what he looks like and if he can stay healthy because that's going to be what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. So, you know, first off on the Russo situation, um, I think he absolutely made the right call to come out, uh, you know, and he, he got beat at Jalen by, you know, on um, on pro day, right? He got outperformed just simply because I think Jalen played last year, right? Exactly. And, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can work out in the gym as much as you want and everything, but when it comes down to it, man, and it comes, you know, reps, it comes out man. of that. Yeah, it comes, you know, the reps yeah, help you. But you know? your pro day, like, you weren't doing anything about running the 40, doing the shuttle, yeah, benching. Still, like, like, you're really not, I think, you're not, you're not in pads. Like, your pro day is literally I, a walkthrough. I you still think that everyday ground and getting beat up, man. You know, that, that, yeah. that, that. Well, you should be ready, though, because you didn't take that pounding on your body all year. True. But true. Greg, Greg couldn't have done anything to improve his draft position, right? So he was a first-round pick. I think it was a success, and he went to a fantastic situation in Buffalo where I think he's going to get some time to some, some time to learn, um, and he's going to be on a good team that plays really good defense with an unreal fan base, and you either love him or yeah. you hate him. But Russo ended up in a great situation. Same thing for JP, right? JP ended up in, a, in an awesome situation. Uh, but Brevin is the, you know, the, the end of that where you're like, you know, we don't know where his draft grade is or who was advising him or whatnot. You know, I mean, I think we all – I thought he was going to go a little higher. Certainly not be, I think, the fifth time. I said off third round. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys that went ahead of him, I mean, I'm like, what? Yeah, like, Trey that's McKinney, the crazy part. Two other guys, yeah. like the, 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 oh, the tight end from uh, Notre Dame went ahead of him, and I'm like, yeah. what? The like, only tight ends I agree – Going ahead of him is the one from Penn State. That dude's the real deal. Fryermuth, okay. yeah, Fryermuth, right. and and and, 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 and Pitts, the tight end. Yeah, the okay. tight end. Okay, yeah, but, but um, and uh, no shade to Pitts. It's just the guy's not a. He's not a. He can't block. And I think he played in line at tight end like less than fifty percent of snaps. Yeah, you're not a tight he, end. He was spread out. Yeah, you're not a so, tight end. But um, so uh, about did, Russo, you know what I think? I think kind of made him look kind of bad on the. I think he added too much weight, man. Yes, because he looked stiff. Yeah. He looks stiff. Yeah. He looks stiff. And I mean, about JPP, last thing I'll say, because I know you got to say something. I told you, Dolphin fans, <laughs> I told you I was going in and about with some Dolphin fans about this. And I said, with the first three picks, the Dolphins need to. And they, I think they did it. I, I, oh, playmaker, playmaker, playmaker. We need a playmaker with those first three picks. I said, if they do that, they're stupid because yeah. with that O-line that they have, it's not bad, but it ain't winning them anything, okay? It, it can use some improvement. Y'all need to protect Buddy's blind side, uh, uh, blind side <laughs> and, and you know, his hip, okay? Because yeah. you don't got two or you don't got nothing. Yeah. So I think with Brevin, and you brought up a key point, I feel like, his injuries, that's why I felt like maybe you come back for your senior year, per se, yeah. show that you could play the whole season. Because you got to remember, he didn't play all like every season fully through. So his first three years were injury prone. So I think you come back, and like you said, don't know draft grade. If he was given second, third round, that was the same thing that was given to Brad Kaya. And look, man, like you felt – so I don't know who's giving them these, uh, giving them these grades. Um I think Quincy actually ended up in a great situation oh, going yeah. to Pittsburgh yeah. again, you yeah. know, and, and Quincy's one of those guys where I think he's a tweener. 
So again, he's not really a defensive lineman. He's not really a yeah. linebacker. You yeah. know, more like a hybrid. So same yeah. thing like more like Chicolo, right? I think you go into Pittsburgh, yeah. you can literally fill that fill that mold. Um, again, Pittsburgh's always gonna have good defenses. The one thing that surprised me was the um, Jose Borgales not getting drafted. So you're taking, and again, it's just a, it's a it's a it's an award. It's a Lou Groza award. You won the award. You know, the only kicker taken was a kid out of Florida. Uh, he's a stud. He's a stud. One hundred percent. And I think it came like the award came down to those two. Yeah. So I'm not angry, but one good thing about a kicker is, listen, there's going to be jobs for kickers regardless, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think, like Bird and I talked about this the other day, you you got to pick your position. You didn't get drafted, and you didn't get drafted to the Bengals or whatever the case may be, the Browns. Like you literally got to pick, yep. and you signed with Tampa Bay. Like yep. so, again, you signed with the you know current world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's Staying returning, and who's really returning <laughs> that whole offense, most of that defense. So. You know, who knows what can happen, but I think they're going through the whole draft. Um, I think Miami did fairly well. Obviously, yeah. you, you know, you know, you got five guys drafted, you know, two in the first, you know, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. No, so four, four guys drafted, drafted. I'm sorry, four, four drafted, drafted. Four you know, and five signed. So that's not a bad thing. I mean, obviously, it's not the plethora of six first round draft picks, you know, back in like 2004. Um, you know, and again, people want to knock, you know, the Alabama, you know, oh, they had six people too. Yeah, and like what? <laughs> like they had six people drafted in the first round. What do you? What do like you ours to wasn't an accomplishment. You know, like, I mean, right. like I just, I just don't get people. I mean, that's your fan base that are just, you know, hey, kind of. I was starting to sweat though at the end of the. Then I was like, Dickerson. man, please don't get seven or eight. You know, like Dickerson yeah, to get man. pulled or or one of those guys. Man, I'm like, oh. Man, but listen, man, records are made to be broken, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alabama's going to surpass Miami with having the most consecutive draft picks over like right. 14 years old. They'll end up beating that. It's a record, bro. Who cares? I'll, I'll like, tell you what, though. <laughs> I was all about seeing all those guys get get out there and get drafted so they're not on the field next year when we play them here in <laughs> Well, and, in and listen, 100%. Like, look, take get them, them all out. Take them all. But get them all out Alabama there. did just get that uh, uh, portal transfer, the guy William, Jameson Williams from Ohio State, the receiver. He did? Bro, he went to Alabama. So, like, but again, like, listen, just be competitive. We, know, we got about two yeah. minutes left in the show, man. You just you have to be competitive, no matter how it falls. We're yeah. literally less than four months away from Labor Day. Um, it's going to be a fun trip. I don't know, Mike, if you're planning on going up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there. We'll oh. be there. Well, um, guys, bro. We're supposed sure. to try to get. We're supposed to set something up with Melvin Bratton and have like some type of like pep rally on Friday night. He's supposed to, you know, have a venue and stuff like that. So okay. it's definitely going to be a fun thing. You know, who knows, man? Who knows what what happens with credentials? I would love to have credentials for that game. You know, being able to. Uh, Go do a presser or you know whatever, but yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that happening I'll in the near future. I don't see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, like look, and I talked to Larry about that. Larry said like he's going to see what he can do as well. So you know, because again, if we can get the Slam brand, you know, out there nationally, you know, again, like why not, right? So yeah. if it takes yeah. you, if it takes me, if it takes Bird, you know, it, it takes a village, right? So why yeah. not get out there, try to get things moving in the right direction. Um, you know, cause again, not a lot of people on slam are, are huge Miami fans. Like we are like mm-hmm. Frank is Larry is, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, man, like it's, it's all about getting that brand out there. You know, yep. we wear that you cause, cause that's what we love. That's what we're going to yep. cherish. That's what we're going to die. Like, like when I die, I better be dressed in orange and green. I don't want no freaking, I don't want no suits, you know, like just my cat, my, my casket better be orange and green. I don't know what it's going to be looking like. <laughs> I probably won't be able to see it, but you know what I mean? Like who knows? <laughs> 
bro, you know, you know, Maria ain't gonna let you go out any other way, bro. I'll you have know. a bunch of, I'll have a bunch of frijolitos and you know some rice and beans. And all <laughs> Who knows, oh, man. man? So, Mike, man, I, you, listen, man, we appreciate you coming on. So, real quick, for, before we end, give me your, uh, give me your uh, NBA champion, so I can, I can lock it in. I, I, I know what you said, Bird, but I got Brooklyn coming out the East. What? And, um, yeah, man, I got him coming out the East. I don't think Philly will, will beat him in, in, in a seven-game series. And uh, if L.A. is healthy, I got them coming out the West. But if they're not, I, I, I want to see an L.A.-L.A. Uh, Western Conference okay. Finals. I think the Clippers can beat the, the Lakers, even if they are healthy. I think the Clippers can beat. So it's it's either L.A. team versus Brooklyn. And if it's an L.A. <sighs> That's a good question. I'm, I'm gonna say it's coming. It's gonna be a West Coast champion. I don't know which LA team. I don't know which so, LA team. I'm, I'm going. Go, I'm going Utah. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm taking Utah to win. Not gonna happen. I'm just I'm gonna say it right now. Not gonna happen. Who I'm you got, taking Bert? Phoenix. I'm taking Phoenix, man. Okay. I'm, I would I'm love to see that. I would love to see that. I'm going. Mark, I'm going Mark would love to see that too. <laughs> Battle of the peas. Battle of the peas. Right. Uh, in in the NBA Finals. Philly and, Philly and, and Phoenix. Phoenix. All right. With Phoenix winning okay. in six. All right, so check this. So check this, man. That's, that's wrapping up the show here in the Can Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. Appreciate the guests. We have Mo Sykes, former University of Miami uh, safety. Got our boy Mike McCoy. T- tune in on this Wednesday to hear Mike McCoy on Slam Radio. And I uh, got the Dirty Bird as always. Appreciate you guys chopping it up for it. Let's have a great weekend, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.